Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the interview. I'm Andrew Gamelin. We're going to be talking about Raptors Summer League and specifically Ish Wainwright, who has won Raptors fans' hearts across the globe. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about his backstory. And to do that, we've got his associate head coach at the reigning champion, Baylor Bears. His name is Jerome Tang. Coach, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on, Andrew. My pleasure. Does it get old to hear reigning national champions? I imagine it does. No, no, it does not. It never gets old. Puts a smile on my face. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh... It's just an incredible thing. We are blessed. Ish Wainwright seems to feel the same way. There's this gratitude. There's this curiosity. Um, there's this humility that, that, has, that has endeared himself to Raptors fans. And I'm really excited that you're on here to talk about it. And I'm wondering, you know, going back to his high school days, do you have any clear first memory of maybe stepping into the Montrose Christian gym or maybe going to his home in Kansas City? Do you have any first memories that stick out when you saw Ish Wainwright in person. Yeah, I remember when he played with uh, his team in Kansas City, his AAU team, and they they were a non-shoe team, so they didn't play on either the Nike, Adidas, or those. Don't think it was Under Armour at the time. Circuit, and uh, he led his team to the Vegas Championship, and that was like it's hard to win the Vegas tournament, regardless of what kind of team you are, but to be a non-shoe team. And I, I don't know that there were any other division one players on his team, you know, definitely no other high major guys. And Ish just did everything. Uh, I mean, he rebounded, he made passes, he made defense. He just constantly made winning plays that allowed his team to win and made everybody on his team look so much better just because of his play and, and his, his enthusiasm, you know, I mean, just vocal, encouraging, smiling. Uh, his coach um, was a guy that played at Oklahoma state. And I always called him the angry black man because he was, I mean, just super intense yelling on the sideline and he would yell at ish and ish would look him straight in the eyes had a smile on his face nod his head and then go back out and play and his ability to take coaching and it was so impressive i was like man i i want to coach this kid was he always this physical man child even when you first saw him yeah oh man those wide shoulders and long arms and yeah, he, 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 God, God blessed him with some things. Um, Calvin and Mary gave him some great DNA. It's, he's got this really <laughs> interesting uh, perspective. You know, he talks very ominously about Kansas City, Missouri. He says, listen, if you're not going to focus on sports or academics, then you're not going to make it out. He, sa- he mentions the ages of 18 to 21. You're not going to make it out. He's had friends who haven't made it out. Do you have any uh, idea? Maybe you spent time with his family. Do you know where or why he was able to have this great attitude, have the ability, I guess he had mentors growing up, 
sort of have the ability to be coached? Do you know where that came from? I think it definitely comes from his dad. Um, his dad was a, a rec league coach, did a lot of things there in the inner city in Kansas City and, and helped a lot of kids, drove a bus around to pick up guys to get them to the gym and Ish would be on the bus with him, you know, making stops to get them and making stops to drop them back off. And Pops was just a relentless worker and just a giver. And then his, his mom, Mary, is just such a hard worker, um, just an overachiever. I mean, she's working two jobs and going to nursing school and just all the different things, man. Just like Ish had no choice but to work hard because of the example that was set for him. And maybe another one of those examples was you mentioned his AAU coach, his Montrose Christian coach, Stu Vetter, famous uh, in high school circles. He sent 150 plus kids to division one schools. Can you take us inside the Stu Vetter office at all to talk about those dealings in terms of trying to recruit Wainwright because he was highly sought after by many schools and he ended up choosing Baylor. Can you take us inside Stu Vetter's office for a second? Yeah. You know, you walk in coach Vetter's office and there's all this memorabilia and I'm just talking like a historian of basketball, not just high school basketball, but basketball. And you're talking about a guy who coached, you know, Kevin Durant and, you know, just, you just keep going down way Rod Strickland. And I I mean, this dude has had an impact on um, decades of basketball. Kevin Sutton, who's a great coach worked with him. And, and so that was, that was quite a thing to go walk into Montrose because you will really, you know, I mean, uh, St. John's prospect hall, where he was at before that. And, you know, I mean, there was just a bunch of schools that, that rolled into Montrose, <laughs> you know, but coach Vetter was the guy doing all that. And it was just a kind man, though, very warm and very inviting. And I don't know that Baylor was his top choice for Ishmael Wainwright because we had never coached one of his kids before. And coach Vetter was very protective of his guys, but, you know, even Ish, we started recruiting Ish when he was in Kansas City. So when he left and went out there, didn't matter where he was at, we were going to be. And uh, we're really relentless in pursuing him. So we're, we're very, very blessed that um, his family picked us. So he ends up going to Waco and uh, he's, he's, he joins a very impressive team. Torian Prince, Royce O'Neal, Jonathan Motley, eventually like a really NBA caliber team. But one quality that I've noticed about, at least in all the sound bites I hear of Ish, is this curiosity he has. He says, I'm talking to guys still. I'm, talk- I'm talking to my Baylor family. I'm asking questions all the time. Is curiosity, first of all, is, is, is my read correct? But second, is curiosity a quality that you look for when you're bringing in a kid? You know, it's, it's the first time that I've heard it referred to as curiosity. Uh, we just, Ish, Ish wants information. He, he wants to know, he understands that he doesn't know everything and he's, he's willing to take advice or at least listen to anyone's point of view, his ability to listen, right? Like sometimes you ask, people ask a question and before you are done with your answer or even halfway into your answer to them, they're already thinking of their rebuttal or, mm. or they already feel like they know everything you have to say. And Ishmael was a kid who was willing to sit and just listen to you and absorb it and then say, okay, well, then how can I 
this be applied to my life? You know, and when you're talking to Ishmael, you feel like you're the only one in the room. He has a way of like really making you feel important. And that's why I think people bond with him so much because he's got this gift that, that just sucks you in and he lets you do the talking and he does the listening and he figures out that I can learn from anyone. So he's always calling to find out what people think because he knows there's someplace he wants to get to. That kind of a humility that allows you to, be, to feel and know that you can learn from anyone is very endearing and it's special. He's sort of known as the glue guy, the, the all-time glue guy at Baylor. And he mentions even in interviews at Baylor, his just love for defense, how he looks up to Tony <laughs> Allen and loves to just get into guys. And Raptors fans have gotten a nice taste of that as well. I love how he picks up guys in the perimeter and just, and just shuts them down no matter what. But how rare is it for a college kid with NBA aspirations to love the defensive side of the ball? No, that, that too is something that I believe that came from his dad and from his AAU coach. Uh, his AAU coach was also a, um, a really good defensive player at Oklahoma State, you know, played for um, Eddie Sutton. So you got to know how to play defense mm. to play for Eddie Sutton. And, and Ish really um, saw that as his way to impact the game. And, you know, but you think about his game offensively and how unselfish he is. And I mean, to be a defensive player, you got to be unselfish. You know, you got to be selfless that, that I'm going to put my body on the line. I'm going to expend my energy to make the team look good. And, and it just translates to his offense. And so, yeah, it's rare. I, I don't, I don't just call him the ultimate glue guy. I, I think he's one of the three best leaders we've ever had at Baylor. That, that, that says a lot because we have some pretty good ones. Yeah, you've had some good players. And uh, there's one defensive play that I'm trying to look up. Just to, everyone, When I talk to college coaches, I try to just look up signature plays from guys. Usually it's a last-second shot or a dunk or something like that. But with Ish, it's, his career high was 15 points. So that signature mm-hmm. play seems to have come on the defensive end. And the one play that I saw coming up more and more in my searches was this play against Texas Tech in January of 2017. Do you know what I'm talking about at the end of the game? Yeah, yeah, where he blocked the shot. At right, the so he's, exactly. Yeah. So, so Keenan Evans of the, of the Red Raiders brings up the ball. They're down two. Uh-huh. And uh, Ish picks him up. He reaches in right away. Mm-hmm. He gets a piece of the ball. And then he, he has to shoot a three now. And he gets right into his body and blocks yep. his shot are you ever are you ever like hey don't reach don't reach don't reach or you're like no no i have faith that this that he's going to play the discipline defense he needs to play in order to make this stop no that's a great trust at the end of the game that ishmael is going to do exactly what it takes to help you get the win and i don't know if you, at the end of that play if you remember when he blocked it the ref blew the whistle right 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 and Ish looked over like is that you gonna call because it, it wasn't a foul but it was an inadvertent whistle and then we end up getting the basketball. But yeah, there was a, a pause moment there where you're like, come on, man. Because a few games before that, in a very similar play, he's guarding um, Frank Mason. And Frank Mason drives and then stops and pulls up for a jump shot and Ish blocks it. I mean, it's all ball. You see on the replay and the ref calls a whistle because Frank throws his head back. And it's like, man, you got to be kidding me, you know? And But my signature moment for Ish we're playing Vanderbilt at home, and they have uh, Damon Jones, who was with uh, the Warriors for a while and then with the Suns and played with somebody this past year. Damon's 6'9", 6'10". He's uh, Vanderbilt's five-man. They have a seven-footer, but their seven-footer shoots threes. 
So Damon's their, their post guy. And on a switch, Ish has him in the post. And Damon Jones tries to back Ishmael down. Hits him in the chest twice. Ish doesn't move. Damon spins baseline to get away from him. And Ish slides over and slaps the ball out. This is the first play of the game. <laughs> slaps the ball down, steals it from him. We go down the other way. And I say, oh, we're winning this game. Because because that dude, like their best player is not tougher than our best player. And, you know, it was, it was over. You don't know how much you're speaking to Raptors fans when you say a story like that. I'm not sure how much Raptors basketball you watch, but Kyle Lowry, it's a running uh-huh. joke in Raptors circles that go ahead, post up Kyle Lowry, do it, get a mismatch, post him up. I don't care because mm-hmm. he loves getting back down and no one can move him. So yes. that, that story speaks to Raptors fans so much more than you could, than you could ever realize. And uh, <laughs> Raptors fans are, are rooting for him now that as he heads into training camp in order to, 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 to make the team. And you talk about that as his signature highlight. Um, and among other highlights I see from him, other than these like really nice reads, really nice assists, just this little pocket passes here and there, setting up his big guys. He likes to throw him, his body around. He likes to jump into the scorer's table to save balls, right? He likes to just, he doesn't care, yeah. right? Is there no. ever a time that you have to rein him in I mean, the enthusiasm is obviously welcome and encouraged, but is there ever a time you have to rein that in to be like, hey, can you protect yourself for a little bit? Well, I think Ish understands that he's not making the team unless he's willing to do those things. Because, you know, I mean, Kyle Lowry actually did those things. And you would be like, bro, we pay you $100 million. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, Ish is going to be the guy that's going to do all those little things. And so, I mean, he can't rain back. Like he said, he doesn't want to go back overseas. It's tough, man. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just so, so proud of him. No, no, no rain back there, man. That, that's what makes us good is having guys like that. It's so classic. The three and D thing, the three point skill is something that is going to be so important for him mm-hmm. to, to make the team. And in his first two seasons, he attempted 23 pointers total. And then after in the third and fourth season with Baylor, he attempted two a game and then two and a half a game. And his percentage went up. Maybe it's hard to recall. This is six years ago now. Do you remember the his sophomore off season and him working on that three-point shot and trying to try to make that sort of thing a part of his game and become a real NBA skill aspect of his game? I can't tell you there's a specific thing that he did, but one of the things that um I think hinders guys some guys like Ishmael from being better shooters or being seen as shooters earlier is that Ishmael's been blessed with the gift of vision which means that he always sees somebody open okay so the vision of seeing someone open and and his willingness to be unselfish sometimes caused him early on to turn down shots that he should have taken okay and so what really he had to learn going into his junior year is that you may see someone open, but their open shot is not as good as your open shot. And the maturity of that and not always seeing the next pass, that was something that, and that, that's a maturity in, in the game of basketball that, that had to take place. And his conditioning level changed from his freshman, sophomore year to being a junior when he was going to play more minutes and, and those things. Yeah, that's interesting. So how do you so I guess that's just like film study. That's just emphasis. Just as a coach, now we're getting into the technical side of things. Do you remember like a breakthrough or I guess he's just like the guy who absorbs everything, like you said. Do you remember conversations yeah. and letting him know, hey, here's this extra pass you made, but this is the shot that you ought to have taken? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and so there was a lot of film study on, okay, well then where do I take this shot or where does the shot come from or why is it a good shot now and not a good shot at a different point in time? And then the game of basketball changed some, right? We went from playing two bigs and playing ish at the three to playing one big and playing ish at the four some, right? And if you remember his senior year, you wouldn't remember, but his senior year, <laughs> we're, in, we're in the NCAA tournament. We're playing uh, USC, and they were really good. They had the Metu kid and McLaughlin, the point guard. and I mean, they, they were really good. It's a back-and-forth, nip-and-tuck game, and Jonathan Motley's in foul trouble, so he's, he's out, and we decide to go small. Instead of putting Terry Maston in, we play Ish at the four. So now Ish is guarding their stretch four, and it changed the game for us and we end up winning that game but the game of basketball now is everybody's playing a little bit smaller or they're trying to be as skilled with you know with size more Mm. more guards but Ish has the kind of body and the kind of skill level that allows him that he can guard one through five if he has to and but then he can also stretch the floor offensively and and as he looks at the offense and you know they break it down they say okay well this guy's option number one, this, you know, um, you know, Van Fleek is <laughs> option one and, you know, Pascal is option two. And, you know, when it comes down late shot clock, this is the one we need you to take. And, you know, he'll, he'll absorb that. He'll be willing to, to play that role. And you know, he finishes out his four years at Baylor. And I'm not sure if he got a look at an NBA team, but, you know, he goes, he goes overseas and it feels like based on the Raptors 905 players I've talked to that, it's just a feeling of disappearing when you go overseas that, and so many people are coming now and playing in the G league more and more sacrificing money in order to, in order to be seen. Is that something that he expressed to you throughout his time overseas? Well, you remember he played football first, right? He was signed by the bills. That's right. And he played for Baylor for one season as well. He played Baylor for one season and, you know, signed with the bills and he was injured. And so he didn't really get to show a good look, but it's, his heart probably really wasn't into it. He really loves the game of basketball. And having seen what Royce O'Neal did, Royce went overseas for a few years, you know, continued to improve his body, his conditioning, really was able to expand his offensive game. And I could see, like, we always called Royce, like, our other point guard on the floor. So we always had two point guards, even though he played the three a lot of times. And Ish was always our other point guard on the floor, even though sometimes he was a three or sometimes he was a four. You know, he was a, a other point guard because of his vision and his ability to pass the ball. You know, so Ish goes overseas and, you know, he shows, look, man, I got my body right. I can make this shot consistently from behind the arc. I can guard. But most importantly, I impact winning, you know, and so he was out of sight, but. I feel like right now NBA teams are more willing to take a guy who has some seasoning mm. played overseas for a while than, than who can, who understands and values that the position of being a guy coming off the bench or number 13, waving the towel, being ready to go when, when his numbers call, then they are taking a college guy who might've been a starter for, for, you know, last two years and, and has some um, entitlement to him, you know? And so, like we're we're more willing in college now to take a transfer than a high school kid. NBA teams seem more willing to take a a, a guy who played overseas than a college kid. 
Mm. And um, the Raptors summer league head coach, Patrick Matumbo, who coaches the 905, the team that I cover, you know, I know he appreciates um, that knowledge and that seasoning and that toughness mm. that uh, Ish Wainwright brings. And so he comes over for to Vegas for the summer league, for the showcase. He has a 20 point game against the Rockets. And he has this impassioned, emotional press conference after the game that had me emotional. I think you have kids as well. Had, had you emotional? Yes. He says, he yes. says, I do it for the, it's getting me emotional just talking about it right now. Um, yeah. he, says, I, it says, he says, I do it for the kids, uh, for his kids. It's mm-hmm. tough going overseas. And that's why, and that's why he continues to fight to get back into the NBA. Can you just describe your emotional reaction to watching that little clip? No, that, that was, um, man, it was so moving. Because, you know, we, we we think, you know, playing basketball, man, you got to be happy playing basketball. and But being away from your family and being in a foreign country, people speaking a different language, you know, just the, there, there's a lot of um, things you have to go through mentally, you know, and, uh, you know, just you could you could see like that that pain you know that 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 longing to be with his family you could you could just feel all that and uh yeah it was it was really moving to see that uh but it, it's so ish you know it's it's so ish that like he will do for others what what he won't do for himself you know and um i know how much he loves his kids i know how much his family means to him and uh, and just 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 really so so proud of it. It's that's beautifully put. And in the minute and a half clip, everyone just fell in love with him in Toronto. And mm-hmm. he's got a training camp coming up. A ton of pressure that I'm sure he's putting on himself. You know, he's been it's this has been years in the making. A legitimate chance at making an NBA roster. I can't imagine the amount of pressure he's putting on himself. And I don't know if you were in contact with him. I know he mentions talking to his Baylor family all the time. But heading into training camp, and I'll get you out on this one, I really appreciate the time, Coach. Uh, heading into training camp, what would be the biggest piece of advice you could give him in order to try and make the team? Well, you know, the the, the folks in Toronto, they, they, they value um, guys who play the game the right way and, like, and, and that are tough and just selfless. And Ish embodies that. So I, I, I'm just telling him, just be himself. You know, he's 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 worked hard to earn this. And the things he did to earn it are the things that are going to allow him the opportunity to stay there. You know, we have another kid, Freddie Gillespie, who's mm. trying to make the team also. And and Freddie embodies the same things. And and uh, I could you could see Freddie, like Ish, Ish is so appreciative of this opportunity. Right. And so there's a joy in playing in summer league. And I think Freddie, you could see Freddie feeling a little bit of pressure in the summer league because, you know, he knows what it was like to be on the team and then want the get back. So for both of those guys and Freddie, it's just, man, enjoy, it. you know, like let the joy of playing the game of basketball and this opportunity just shine forth. And those things that, allowed you to get there or the things that allow you to stay there and so don't don't change and um but but really enjoy this because this is not the whether if they make the team it's wonderful right but if they make the team they gotta it's not just about making a team you gotta stay on the team you know mm. and so you gotta keep keep improving you gotta keep getting better 
You know, we talk here at Baylor all the time about getting 1% better every day. And that, that's what we want to see them just get 1% better every day. And, and, and if they don't make the team, hey, man, let's, let's go and, somewhere and get 1% better because the opportunity to, to make a team is going to be there for them because those guys, they got what it takes to help a team win in the NBA. Not, there's a lot of guys that can play in the NBA. There's not a lot of guys that can help you win in the NBA. Ishmael Wainwright can help you win in the NBA. And it won't be because of what the stat sheet says. It's all the other things that the stat sheet doesn't show that allows you to win basketball games. Yeah, and Ishmael Wainwright, you mentioned the joy uh, for him to enjoy it. Well, the Raptors fans have certainly taken joy in uh, what he's brought to the table so far. And (laughs) we really appreciate the time, Coach Tang. uh, You're obviously busy as the season approaches slowly, trying to defend your title now. So I'll let you get (laughs) back to it. And, uh, and yeah, and good luck on another hopefully amazing season for you and the Bears. Well, thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me.